Delano's Top of the Week. It's that time of the week where we are joined by Delano in the studio to talk about a topic which is uh, hot in the news. We also look at some events that are coming up in Luxembourg City. And then there's a personal pick from whoever is in that week. This week, I'm joined by Duncan Roberts. Good morning, Duncan. Morning, Tom. How are you? I'm good, thanks. Did you have a good weekend? Yeah, very good. Yeah, nice. Um, bit yeah. wet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it's nice and crisp this morning. I really yeah. like that. It's a nice change. Yeah. Very, very foggy <laughs> as I was coming into work yeah, today. Yeah. And it's it's looking pretty grey out there right now, but apparently it's supposed to be quite nice today. Well, so. this is one of those days where the fog lifts and, yeah, and sunshine breaks through, hopefully. Hopefully. Um, today we're going to be talking about um, a topic that we just heard a little bit about in the local news there, the annexation of some of the eastern parts of Ukraine by Russia. Um, last week we saw uh, the refer- referendums, uh, which were condemned by the international community as is invalid and illegal. Um, but what's the, what's the pretext that Russia is holding these referendums under, and why, why have they been dismissed as a sham by world's governments? Well, um, I think the, the pretext is that Vladimir Putin wants, <laughs> is goading Ukraine into attacking Russian territory, as he's going to call these regions now. Um, and that's happened. I mean, we've seen uh, just on Saturday over the weekend that uh, the city of Lyman uh, in the Donetsk region was, was reclaimed by U- Ukrainian troops. Uh, President Zelensky said the city has been cleared of all Russian troops uh, for now. Um, yeah, the referenda were a sham. I mean, obviously, you know, any referendum where people are winning, you know, 98% of the vote and, you know, votes are collected door to door is mm-hmm. a bit weird. I mean, you can't organize a referendum within two weeks yeah. either and have a balanced views. Um, these, are, these are regions where there is a large-speaking Russian majority. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's no doubt about that, but they... They have been internationally recognised as being belonging to Ukraine, and I believe there were reports of people being kind of forced to vote as well. Yeah, the, I'm sure. Kind of, yeah, yeah, I'm sure people were being forced to vote. Yeah. Um, yeah, so they they were they were declared a sham by the international community, quite rightly. And then on Friday, as expected, Vladimir Putin, after the results uh, of these referenda, decided to to declare accession treaties for these uh, occupied regions. Um, again eliciting swift condemnation from from the EU, from the European Council, um, who said they undermine the the rule-based international order and are blatantly violating the fundamental rights of Ukraine to independence, sovereignty and territorial integrity. Mm. Um, Sorry, go on. And John John Asselborn on Saturday um, joined those those calls, um, calling them, you know, a, a sham and said, you know, they're basically perfidious and against all rules of international law. So, it's not the first time that we've seen this in Ukraine, though. No, I mean, yeah, we have. We had uh, the incursion into Crimea in, in twenty fourteen and, and the annexation of Crimea. Again, the international condemnation, but there was no concrete action at the time. Uh, but since the the full blown invasion of Ukraine, we've seen plenty of concrete action in terms of. The NATO countries uh, supplying Ukraine with arms and weapons and maybe some training as well, we don't know. Um, and also, of course, the, the sanctions imposed by the US and the European Union on various Russians and Russian institutions. Um, speaking about sanctions, um, in fact, actually, let's not go there right now. Let's talk about the, the conflict itself, because I guess the biggest uh, resistance uh, to all of this is, of course, coming from within the Ukraine itself. They're currently, you know, at war with Russia. What are the kind of most recent developments in that conflict? Yeah, well, as we said, um, you know, the the city of Lyman, is it Lyman? I'm 
mispronouncing that probably um, was uh, was reclaimed over the weekend. Um, yeah, Ukraine. I mean, the Ukrainians have shown an incredible bravery and courage in standing up to this invasion, um, and they've been tactically superior to, to the Russians. I think um, in in the during the first weeks, you know, when winter was thawing and Russian convoys were getting stuck in the mud and became easy targets for the Ukrainians. Um, the Ukrainians. Are, I mean, basically, the Ukrainians are fighting for their to defend their country, to defend their sovereignty, and the Russians are, you know professional soldiers but now we've seen <laughs> there's been an order to conscript mm-hmm. you know 300,000 extra extra soldiers uh, veterans and people who have served in the reserve before um, so these people are obviously not you know fighting for, for something they truly truly believe in and we've seen that with the number of uh, Russian men that have fled Russia since Putin announced the, the conscription two weeks ago there's I mean, been, that's been incredible. There's been a huge exodus of, of, of young yeah, men trying, yeah. to, trying to get out of Russia. Um, reports of, you know, people waiting at the border for, for hours and hours and hours. And, yeah, and being questioned really thoroughly by the border guards. And I mean, which countries are they kind of trying to get into at the moment? Um, I think a lot have been, been heading for Turkey. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, Turkey is sort of in NATO. <laughs> but it's like... Uh, you know, it's caught in the middle between, as it always is, between the east and the west. Um, the, the the big question in the European Union is now: do we do we allow these Russian men fleeing uh, to have asylum status in the EU? Um, Luxembourg seems to be against that um, for several reasons. I mean, I don't. It's not often I agree with somebody from the ADR, but Fernand Kartaiser of the ADR on hundred commas even radio sorry to mention another radio but um station but um last friday he said well conscription isn't a a reason for asylum i mean loads of countries have conscription luxembourg used to have conscription the uk used to have conscription you know Mm. it's not it's not violating international law it's not a threat to to the person so it's not um you know it's not discriminatory either so he's he and i think many luxembourgers would agree that um we shouldn't be taking these men. And the other question is, there, were, there was a post recently by um, a Luxembourg uh, actress, um, but she was citing a Ukrainian women's group. And a lot of the Ukrainian women fled Ukraine, obviously, without their husbands, with, you know, with just their kids, because the husbands stayed to fight, so they're here alone. They are worried that if Russian men, you know, who have this animosity towards Ukrainian people, still, they're not... They weren't protesting against the war before they were being called up. You know, they're fleeing now. Um, might still bear bear grudges against uh, Ukrainian Ukrainian people, um, and might you know pose a physical threat to to Ukrainian women who are living alone in asylum centres or elsewhere in in the European Union. So there is that that sort of threat as well. Um, I guess all of this kind of behaviour. You know the, the the mass conscriptions and the, these um, invalid referenda. Uh, it's kind of increasingly desperate behavior, it seems, uh, from the Russian government, from Vladimir Putin. Uh, there's always, of course, the threat of nuclear um, action from him that he has actually put on the table now and said, you know, this is an option. Um, I mean, what can the international community, you know, NATO um, and uh, governments of the world do to to discourage him from going that way. Well, I, he's not somebody who's listening, been listening to the West no, very much. I unfortunately, mean, are there more sanctions that could? 
be made? I mean, the the, uh, the EU on Friday said there, there will be more sanctions uh, after this annexation. Um, what form they will take, uh, we're not sure. Um, the, what the West can do is just stand up and make it very clear that there will be retaliation if, if Putin does use nuclear weapons. And that doesn't mean the West or NATO using nuclear weapons. Um, we had... Um, General Petraeus, former general, former CIA director, David Petraeus, uh, just over the weekend, um, saying basically if one, one scenario is that NATO, led by the US, would uh, just basically wipe out all conventional uh, forces in, in the Ukraine, Russian conventional forces, and would sink the, the Black Sea Fleet um, just using conventional weapons. Um, mm. So... Putin knows the knows the deal. He knows what's going to happen if if he does use those nuclear weapons. John Asselborn has said there is a threat, and he wouldn't rule out Putin using nuclear weapons. But he sees a, a bigger threat coming from chemical weapons. That you know, Putin could now use chemical weapons against against Ukraine because you know they've you know <laughs> in Putin's view they've invaded Russian territory now. Mm-hmm. Um, We'll see what happens. It's going to. I mean, this is again. You know, it's a story that's dominated the, the world headlines since since late February. It's going to keep doing that um, for various reasons. The economic impact is still having massive implications as well. You know, um, so we'll see what happens. But yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what diplomatic efforts are continue to be made this week. Um, the Pope actually on over the weekend, you know, called again for an end to the war. Called, called for Putin to you know, stop this spiraling escalation mm. of violence. But he also said, you know, maybe it's time for Ukraine to sit down with, with Russia and, and negotiate, even if it stinks. And that was his literal <laughs> word, he says. Negotiations might stink, but it might be the, the only way out. But uh, he's also said that, you know, it is morally right for, for NATO to deliver arms to Ukraine and for Ukraine to defend its country. So, How likely do you think... It is that we would see negotiation. I think it's. I think it's it's off the table. It's off the table until Putin changes his mind or is removed from office. Or, Mm. I mean, there's no way the Ukrainians are going to, you know, and give up any of their territory, having fought for you know the best part of seven months now, Mm. uh, to defend to defend their their country and having incurred so many losses and civilian losses. And there's all these war crimes that you know Russia's got to be held accountable for. Um, I think there might be war crimes on the part of the Ukrainians as well. We'll see. Um, but, yeah, um, John Asselborn, just a final word from him on Saturday. He said, well, you know, you can only negotiate with people that you trust. And at the moment, nobody can trust Putin. So mm. he, he thinks it's off the table as well. OK, well, I guess at this point, there's not really an end in sight. Um, no, this is going to drag on. People, analysts all over the world have said, you know, this is, this is going to drag on and on um, well, into, well into 2023. Okay. So, yeah. yeah. Sorry sorry to bring everybody we, down on a Monday no, morning. Should, should we leave it there? <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. Uh, well, when we get back, I'm going to play a song now by an artist that's going to be actually playing in the Roton very soon. Uh, he is an American artist called Jerry Papers, released some music on Stone's Throw Records. Uh, he's going to be playing in the, in the coming weeks at Roton. And when we get back, we're going to be looking at some other events uh, that you've earmarked for our listeners to check out. Great. Jerry Paper there. That is a track called Chola. He's going to be at the Rotonde very, very soon. You can head to their website, rotonde.lu, to find out more details. And I believe there are tickets still available. Very um, nice. You like it? That. Yeah, 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 it's cool. Uh, I like I'll it be too. adding along to that. Nice. Um, 
We're back in the studio with Duncan Roberts uh, for Delano's Top of the Week. And uh, on a bit of a brighter note, we're looking at some events that are coming up in Luxembourg. Yeah, there's some big events coming up, uh, starting with the Cine East uh, Festival, which uh, starts on Thursday, the 6th of October, and runs all the way to, through to the 23rd. And this is a huge festival. It, it started off quite small, but I think they're in the 15th or 16th, 15th edition now. Um, yeah, so loads of films from Central and Eastern Europe um, focus on Czechoslovakia this year, or Czech Republic, as we should now call them. Mm. Um, there's an there's a international film competition, there's short film nights, there's all sorts of other fringe events, you know, uh, dinners and food tasting and uh, concerts. Um, in fact, on the 7th of October down at Melazina, it's the opening party with uh, Czech, Czech band MYDY, who are really good fun. So uh, that's well worth checking out as well. Brilliant. So that starts on the 6th of October. Yeah. It's in uh, venues around Luxembourg. Venues all around Luxembourg yeah. and even in, in Zarbrucken, I think, this year. So oh, right. Really extending even further. Wow. Yeah. It's amazing. And uh, can you buy a festival pass? Can you go to There are festival screenings? passes. In, um, in fact, Delano has three festival passes to give away. Oh. So head to our website, to our agenda, and you'll find a, a competition there. Brilliant. Okay, uh, what's up next? Um, next weekend, on the 8th and 9th of October, is this Festrogen Comedy uh, Festival. It's a mini Festrogen Comedy Festival. So this is um, women comedians. They had one in May, and it was very successful. A few shows, some workshops, uh, all you know, local women uh, comedians, plus some from, from Germany and, and further afield. So that's worth checking out as well. Again, various venues around town, Saturday and Sunday. And then Saturday night is the Nuit des Musées, which is always good fun. Um, so the, all the museums stay open till around midnight or even one o'clock. Mm-hmm. Uh, free entry, and they all have you know various events going on, linked to their exhibitions, but also other you know music events and food and drink, and it's well worth going. Brilliant, and that's in all the museums across Luxembourg, is it? Across the across city, the city, across yeah. the city, yeah. Okay, yeah. and is that ticketed or are they are they all open? Uh, as far as I'm aware, I think they're all open. Okay. Yeah. All right. Brilliant. Yeah. And that's Saturday night. Yeah. Cool. And of course, all of these can be found on the agenda section of yeah. the Delano website. Exactly. Um, great. We're going to end things with a track selection by you. Um, and uh, you've chosen a track by Floating Points. Yeah, a bit. Yeah. Going a bit clubby. <laughs> yeah, he's a it's the, it's Sam Shepard. So not the not the playwright and actor Sam Shepard, but a British electronic producer <laughs> from Ele- the UK. Yeah, electronic uh, producer and a, and a brilliant, brilliant DJ actually as well. Yeah, um, and he he had an album out last year with Pharaoh Sanders, the, yeah, the, who sadly passed away just last week, I think. Yeah, um, but this is a brand new single from him, and it's called Problems. Brilliant. Duncan, thanks so much for joining me for Delano's Top of the Week today. Uh, And uh, we'll see you or one of your colleagues in next week for another one. You will. Have a good day. Oh, and happy birthday, Tom. (laughs) I wasn't going to tell them. (laughs) You gave it away. I spoiled it. Yeah, well, yeah. happy birthday to Tom. There you go, guys. <laughs> My birthday today. <laughs> I wasn't going to say anything, but <laughs> Duncan blew it. <laughs> uh, thank you, Duncan. Thanks for the wishes. Uh, gonna end Right, here we go. Uh, floating points, problems. We're going to go to the news after this. Uh, thanks, Duncan. See you next time. Cheers.